Back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. I am your host, Mike Madison, apparently feeling these days like I'm one day late to the news. As I continue to report from the road, not reporting on the road, but from the road. And I'm, uh, I'm kind of one day behind the news recently as I record a day early, which means that uh, when news breaks, you don't hear from me until the next day. I'll start off today's show with my quote of the day that'll set us up. Quote of the day is from a uh, philosopher, Joseph D. Maistre, M-A-I-S-T-R-E. His quote is, quote, Every nation gets the government it deserves. I guess in this case, (laughs) judging by what took place in my home state of Mississippi yesterday, every state gets the government that it deserves as well. So I got news yesterday. I checked it out in the morning to see exactly what had taken place and saw that Delbert Hoseman, Delbert Hoseman won over Chris McDaniel. Very disappointing result, I know, for people at the station here, for real freedom lovers, for people who are trying to fight the establishment. As I said, it was it was a litmus test yesterday. Now, It does sound to me, from afar, been gone for a while now, but it does sound like to me, from afar, that uh, same tricks were played. The Republican Party has done this to Chris McDaniel, uh, is this two or three times? It was widely reported, rumored, I don't know if it was ever confirmed, that when he ran against Thad Cochran, uh, or the Thad Cochran seat, was it? I'm telling you, this stuff, I get tired of it, to be honest with you. I just, I don't have total recall for some of these things. But the bottom line is that uh, in primary races before, the Republican Party has had absolutely no problem with attracting Democrats or welcoming them into the voting booth to cross lines to vote. Sounds like maybe that happened with Delbert again yesterday, but never, ever, never underestimate the number of what we call these days normies out there. There's a reason that incumbents never lose. See, the GOP, the Republican Party, both nationally and on the state level, they get behind their foot soldiers. The ones that carry out the establishment plans are the ones with the largest war chest. means they have the most ads. If they have the most ads, they get the most name recognition. And to a lot of the voting populace, name recognition is about really all it takes. We've seen that. You don't have to perform. You don't have to have results. People just have to kind of know your name. And also, I didn't check it again, but I believe what I saw this morning was, was it like 188,000 to 165,000, something like that, for the lieutenant governor's race? And I guess the other Republican whose name escapes me right now, my apologies to them. 
But I guess, well, we had somewhere around 350,000, about 10% of all of Mississippi even showed up for the primaries, which is such a shame because, as I have said on the show so many times, the primary is your weapon. By the time a candidate gets to the general, it doesn't matter. It, it just does not matter anymore unless Republicans decide just to not show up for Delbert in the general or if Democrats have somebody that they do not want to see win and they just don't show up in a general election, the primary is the... Because the turnout is small. It's, it's much smaller, so the hurdle is much lower to get over. But people just do not use, and this is for both parties. I'm an observer. More on that in a second. Neither one of the par- parties uh, really, really take advantage of the primary thing. People love to scream about term limits. We need term limits. But the problem is that you have an opportunity for term limits just about every election cycle, yet somehow these people continue to return to office, even if they're moving from one to another. They just keep on this gravy train of government. And unfortunately, another swing and a miss. I'm sorry. We should all appreciate the fact that Chris McDaniel once again put himself out there. He's still a young man. He's probably got a bright future ahead of him. But I guess some work to do. But when it comes to this stuff, can can we talk? It's just you and me. I, I don't talk to big room full, uh, filled with people all in the same tribe where everybody can kind of grouse about what I say to each other and so that nobody really feels receptive to the message. I, I, I just want to... If, if you want to hear the take of an observer... An observer largely sympathetic to people on the right. You may not want to hear this, but here it goes. (laughs) You have such a golden opportunity to win. And this has really been going on for the last five to ten years. The, the, The opportunities are absolutely tremendous. The left has gone completely nuts. And I would imagine of the other 90% of people in the state of Mississippi who didn't turn out to vote yesterday, now Delbert Hoseman's not a, he's not an out there pride parade, freak flag flying wokester. He, he couches himself as just an aw shucks dude. But, but that 90% of people who didn't get off the couch and go vote in the primaries, uh, many of them, are, they're so turned off by the left. I think that they might show up if they thought there really was a woke warrior or some, you know, Nancy Pelosi type running in the state of Mississippi. So the left has gone completely nuts, but the right is too concerned with a couple of things, as I see it. As I said, this is unsolicited, possibly unwanted advice or observation. I don't even want to call it advice. Who am I? I did win social chairman of my fraternity on my first run I will say that, so my political uh, record is unblemished. I believe I might have campaigned for a couple of things that I got in high school, too. But anyway, I've not ever run for political office. But as an observer, the right, particularly the kind of the freedom-loving Tea Party types, uh, maybe you would call them the anti-establishment or the hardcore right or the MAGA people. I don't know exactly what the political labels are so lost on me these days. There is an awful lot of concern within that group of people who, as I say, I have shared some sympathies with. 
Our government's out of control. We have cretins running things. I want to see them dethroned, sent home, humiliated. I'm the one that's out there for tar and feathers and the stockades and other things I cannot say publicly on the radio waves. But I, I'm with you on many of these things. But the, the right these days, that kind of hard-charging, what I guess is considered more conservative, although I challenge a lot of the things that are even considered conservative these days, uh, you're very concerned with things like owning the libs or uh, drinking liberal tears. And this is a problem. Uh, you know, even, even naming your groups things like Patriots this or Patriots that. Look, I, I, I don't think anybody has spouted more quotes from founding fathers on a radio show uh, than yours truly. I understand being a patriot for this country, wanting to return it to its former greatness. But, but what happens is... And, and what I understand, what I see, what I observe is that the right is very cliquish. Let me, I, I guess I could put it that way. Very, not very good these days at calm, opening discussions. And, and trust me, look, it is the same with the left. But the left is, and you have to deal with reality, not with what we want or the way it should be or things are supposed to be fair. The left has academia. They've got the media, they have Hollywood, they've got big tech. So the right has got to be better, better at outreach than you are now, better at outreach than the left is, and it's tough. The left is constantly promising free things. Those things never actually work out. I love, I love watching some of the real progressive leftists who just can't stand Joe Biden and the rest of these pandering pieces of human filth because they know that they're just promising things and pandering and never actually delivering. But you have to be better than them. And, and the thing is, is that the left has gone so nuts, it should, be, it should be like picking up seashells at the ocean to convert more people into a more calm, more rational, and more conservative way of viewing this country and how we approach our future going forward. The problem is this... This owning the libs, drinking in liberal tears, this, this idea, this aggressive idea makes these people, many people, many people in the middle who might be very receptive on a one-on-one -on -one discussion, you know, they're not, they're not diehard leftists. They're just those independent people that barely pay any attention, but they're probably getting kind of fed up with the crime. They're probably seeing the things that are going on in the school. But the thing is that the right can make it and Republicans themselves, the right can make it almost uh, repulsive to somebody who has not traditionally been a Republican to become a Republican. Does that make sense? You make it very difficult to cross the aisle or move yourself because you, your friends will, will make fun of you. You have to be very welcoming and owning the libs and drinking the tears of liberals. These kinds of mantras I, d I don't think is welcoming to a lot of people. Now, when you look at some of the right-wing talking heads out there, they're talking point parrots. This is part of the clique. It gets them a great deal of wealth 
pandering to about 20 to 30 percent of the, po uh, the population. This is your Mark, Han uh, Mark Levins and Sean Hannity's. Even Candace Owens out there, and I've loved some things that Candace Owens has done. I haven't liked all of it, but then she's, she's out there doing an Andrew Tate fluff interview a couple of weeks ago. These are not great for you and your side, and you desperately need to find somebody who is calm, who is not a bull in a china shop, really owning the libs and living rent-free in their heads, whatever that means. I still haven't figured that out. But this, this very aggressive, it's, it's not an outreach program. The right in this country, which has not lost its mind, I actually disagree with the right on several different policy things, but they're not weirdo, insane people, right? And I think the whole country can see that the left has become this weirdo, insane group of people, yet the right is just not winning. You know, I was trying to think of who on the right would be great. Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell, it's S-O-W-E-L-L -L for anybody who's not familiar with it. He's really kind of a, I think he professes to actually be a libertarian, but he's very big in conservative circles. Very, very smart, calm, but he's an older black man. He, he's the kind of guy that would make a great figurehead. Thomas Massey, I think, would be great. He's one of the greatest congressmen. He's, he's not a lightning rod. He's not real aggressive, but he's smart as he can be. He's got a little bit of sarcasm to him, but he's not, he's not overly—I I don't know. I'm, I'm putting in front of you people that I kind of like, but what you desperately need is, is a, like a Reagan-type figure at basically every level. Somebody who's not trying to own the other side and really show them up but just goes out there and makes the case. Now, this is no knock against Chris McDaniel. Not at all. I'm not, I'm not accusing him of this. I'm just looking at the fact that from what I understand yesterday nationally, Republicans didn't do well again. In the last, what, four election cycles, you're one in three. And I really hate to say it, but Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the lightning rod that attracts a lot of negative attention to the right. It keeps some people from being able to accept themselves as, oh my gosh, I think I'm a little more conservative. That might make me a Republican. And then the door just slams in their mind where they say, I can't be one of those people. Now, this is, as I say, nobody probably wants to hear this. It's an observer's take, but this is what I think is happening. Even if it's not Trump's fault, those in media played, uh, treated him extremely unfairly. But he played right into their hands every time. He took the bait every single time. He's obnoxious and narcissistic, and even his fans will admit that. And he is now one in three, and I think you're being set up for a one in four record. By being this brash, in-your-face, take-charge, drink-liberal-tears party. And, and this does not give me any joy. It's, but, but the bad strategy of the right is giving way to more leftism. And I do not want to see that. I'd like to see a change uh, in tactic. You know, I, I know a lot of people will think, too, well, Mike, they cheat. This is how they stay in office. This is how they win. I firmly believe that that is the case. The only tweak on that I would say is I believe both parties cheat. Did you see Lindsey Graham? If you listen to the show, you heard it because it's clip of the year. Just being mercilessly booed by the people of South Carolina. Maybe it's the normies there. But I believe that the right also has a cheating operation in, in effect, whether it's just getting people to cross 
uh, party lines like we've seen in this state for sure, or whether it is all all out cheating at the polls. There's a lot of Republicans you could, there's just not a really good reason to think that they continue to go back the same way it doesn't make much sense for for some of these Democrats to continue to go back. I believe there is cheating, and I believe it's on both sides, because if it wasn't on both sides, the side that wasn't doing it would actually do something about it when they catch the other side doing it. Notice, they never do, do they? And I just believe that the right desperately needs, you need this on the national level to kind of set the tone. You need a calm, mature appealing candidate, a a Reagan figure. It's not that hard. They hated, the media hated Ronald Reagan back in the 1980s. He finessed them. He didn't take the bait. He was self-effacing, made some, some jokes, and he finessed them and won 49 states. That's what you need at the top of your movement. And then further down in the movement, I believe dropping this idea of playing the hate game that the left really created. And it's created a backlash. And I'm also going to say this, too. You want to know where I see this all going? This may be counterintuitive to a lot of people who think that we've got communists taking over this country. I can understand why people might think that. I think ultimately what happens in this country if we stay on this particular uh, trajectory, I think we end up with a right-wing dictator. That's odd to think, isn't it? But I think that if we stay on this trajectory where the left continues to rack up victories, they continue to control more governments, then more and more people are going to get fed up. I mean, the crime is out of control. The borders are out of control. And I believe ultimately things are going to become so bad that you're not going to see a communist take over this country. You're going to see a backlash and we are going to elect a right wing dictator. And there may be some of you out there who think that would be great. But I can assure you that that will not be the case. There are a lot of people on the right in the ideas of law and order and things like that. They'll give up any rights that they've ever even thought about having. I see it all the time. The the right is very quick to give up rights, and the left, most recently, have dropped all pretenses of caring about civil liberties or free speech or anything like that. So they're ready for a tough man. Oh, they'll fight a right-wing dictator. But what's actually going to happen is that as Democrats get more power and crime gets worse and the economy starts to tank, you are going to have, I believe, a right-wing demagogue in this country coming. And that's not going to be good for any of us. (laughs) You think because I'm telling you they're right-wing, it might be good? I don't think it is. I would just like to see the Republican Party and the conservative movement get out ahead of that. Find a new strategy. Rebrand the party as something not aggressively hating everybody who's ever voted Democrat, but instead being very open to very easily pointing out the problems we have right now. It's not tough. It's just not hard. And I just think the strategy right now on the right is a loser. I'll be right back. Well, I really got my mouth running that last time, but I'm, I'm frustrated with losses too. Trust me, things are not headed in a good direction. I would rather this be under uh, 
some right-wing control at some point. I'd like to see it tilting that way before it gets so bad that it tilts to a right-wing dictator. But unfortunately, the Republican Party is so bad. I, I have to play this. I got a short segment now, and then I'll have to come back. But I had to play this. Mike Pence... Now, I doubt very many people listening to me are fans of Mike Pence because I started alienating Mike Pence fans back in 2017 when I questioned why Donald Trump, before Trump was even inaugurated, I say, why in the world would he pick this establishment hack? And I was told I was wrong for years and years. Now everybody understands exactly what I saw back when Trump first announced him as the vice presidential pick. Now everybody understands what I saw. But this is really very funny to me. And it's not what he says. I am on record saying that I believe that uh, Mike Pence is our first AI uh, cyborg humanoid that has occupied a national political office. He's just a robot. I don't even think he gets his hair cut. I mean, his hair is always exactly that. I know there's some people, you know. Taxpayers probably pay for him to get his hair cut every three days. But you know what I mean? It just never moves whatsoever. It just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't feel real to me. But he recorded this campaign ad, his campaign flailing. Thank goodness. That is my hope in the right, because everybody is turning their backs on the Lindsey Grahams of the world and the, the Mike Pence's of the world. But he did this campaign ad. Uh, it's not what he says that's so funny. It's the sound behind him that really cracked me up. Hey, everybody. Mike Pence here. Remember $2 a gallon gas? I do. And then Joe Biden became president of the United States and launched his war on energy. Since that time, gasoline prices are up 60 percent. Electricity prices are up 25 percent. Joe Biden's war on energy is causing real hardship for work. What I want you to listen to is the beeps in the background. Do you know what those are? I mean, maybe I'm sure this has gone viral. Uh, I saw it. Uh, early yesterday morning. It's the beeps in the background that are so funny. Essentially, what, what Mike Pence is doing, I guess I should narrate what's going on. He's got a red pickup truck, looks like a Ford pickup truck. He's pulled up to the gas pump, and he's pulled the nozzle off, and he's got it in the truck, and he's pulling the trigger on it. He's putting gas in his car just like every other red-blooded American out there. That's what he's trying to tell you. But listen to the beeps in the background. Working families, small businesses, and family farms. But we've got a plan to relieve all of that. We just unveiled the Pence Energy Plan that'll not only put our country back on a path to energy independence, but by 2040, we will reclaim America's role as the leading producer of energy in the world. Anyway, what that sound is apparently is that he didn't push which grade of gasoline he wants. Because I don't think Mike Pence knows how to work, uh, work a gas pump because it's probably been decades since he even pumped his own gas. He looks like an absolute jackass in his dress shirt with his old Ford pickup truck trying to pander to the American people. This has been the establishment Republicans for a long time. And unfortunately, Delbert Hoseman just got away with something very similar. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 1039 to BYAB. Thanks for joining me. Um, 
it just hit me during the break. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about who could the right put up? Let, let me give you a model for the right. Who's one of the most popular people in this country right now? Doesn't matter if it's right or left. Who's kind of welcoming and, and interesting and not hyperbolic and not overly aggressive, but def- definitely lets people kind of know where he stands? Hugely popular. popular. Joe Rogan. You need a Joe Rogan type. Somebody who's approachable, seems like a regular guy willing to listen to other people. And he'll debate people, there's no doubt about it. But, well, the bottom line is Joe Rogan does not come across as an a-hole. I guess that's it. I guess I spent about 15 minutes at the very beginning of this show today running off at the mouth where basically I should be saying, quit electing people who act like a-holes. I think you'd have a lot more success. Just kind of hit me during the break. There you go. Find a Joe Rogan type. A uh, little bit on economy, just very touching on a second. I know people are dying for me to talk about the bond market these days. <laughs> bond market going nuts. Home mortgage rates, holy cow, they're the highest they've been in, was it 40 years now? Something like that. Housing market still quite the mystery. Uh, but it seems to be seems to be making some moves. We'll see. But I, I found this one statistic uh, very interesting. I am on record on this show telling you probably uh, into last year. I told you, you watch this inflation. They're telling you they've won the uh, battle against inflation. I've told you, you ain't seen nothing yet. You have not seen anything yet. Don't be fooled. Oh, there'll be a little disinflation and definitely some prices have come down. They're not returning to 2019 levels, mind you, 2020 levels. But some prices are coming down. But don't let down your guard. Uh, I saw this. Get ready for the second wave of inflation. June CPI, that's the Consumer Price Index, was 3%. July, 3.42%. August, 4.07%. At this rate, the Consumer Price Index will be back up to 7% by this December. I don't have time today. Uh, to go into all of it. But boy, I wish the American people could understand inflation. That, that might get you to change your mind about some things. I'll tell you what, if, if more people truly understand, the other 95% of people who don't understand what inflation is and what causes it, if they caught a clue, uh, we might get out ahead of some problems. But uh, I, I don't have much faith in that. This was interesting. I talked a couple of weeks ago about the world coin. World coin and going to let your let the orb, the O-R-B orb, let it scan your eyes and they'll give you a little world coin. This is the new uh, digital currency, the new crypto that's been offered by Sam uh, Altman, the guy behind chat GPT. He says this is to distinguish us from actual AI online. All they need to do is scan your retina and then that's going to follow you around. And I would imagine they're going to tack all kinds of things like vaccine passports and, you know, payment information. I mean, it's just, it's dystopian. And then I saw the week after I bashed this WorldCoin, I couldn't believe it. Go to WorldCoin.org and read their actual kind of their mission statement. It's creepy as hell. But what was interesting was I saw this headline, Kenya, Kenya kicks eye-scanning WorldCoin to the curb, refuses to become, quote, data harvesting guinea pigs, unquote. The Kenyan Ministry of Interior last week suspended the controversial tech firm WorldCoin and any similar entities from operating in the country. And they go on to say uh, they are not going to be exploited for their data uh, in Africa. Kenya, 
Kenya catching a clue. Now, the reason I really even bring this up, other than the fact I'm really loving seeing anybody going after uh, this dystopian world coin here in the United States, many people were adopted. I've seen recent videos of kind of look like middle class, upper middle class, white women going to the grocery store and getting giddy and filming themselves, I guess, for their Insta of them paying with their palm of their hand or with their eye to pay for their groceries. It's so cool. I don't have to carry any credit cards anymore. And they're giggling and laughing. And I just think, oh, my God, that's the Delbert Hoseman voter right there. Why, why can't these people see what's coming? But the interesting thing about Kenya is that Africa is heating up. <laughs> and I know I keep saying this over and over again. I don't have time to go into everything that is going on in Africa right now today, but I'm going to keep following it and probably end up doing a show. I am liking what's going on in Africa now. I've told you I've been looking for somewhere to expat. Now, it's weird where I am in Louisiana these days. I ran into two families two families within a week. These girls must have all been together, but they had grandchildren who had had to be bugged out of, uh, I can't remember what part of Africa they were in, because like their camp where they had gone down there for some program had been overrun by like lo local militia, and they had to escape and try to get on a flight. It was You can only imagine if you're a parent in the United States and you hear that your daughter's that your daughter is actually under attack by some warlord faction of some tribe in Africa. You can imagine how just, oh, oh, how scary that would be. It was weird I ran into that. So I'm not under any illusion that Africa is this peace and love place like a libertarian like I would like, but they are standing up. They are also heating up. I believe we are going to hear about wars in Africa. Victoria Newland, our, what is she, the Deputy Secretary of State? She is a ghoul. She might as well be wearing a black hooded cloak and travel with a, what do they call the long thing with the sickle at the end of it? She is the worldwide grim reaper wherever this Victoria Newland goes from our own State Department. War coups break out. And she has been in Africa and she's approached some of these countries uh, that have recently had uh, some military coups. And what I loved about it is they would not have her. They told her, thanks, but no thanks. Keep moving on. Because there are coups taking place right now in Africa where they are kicking out Western powers. Now, that may sound to people, what have I turned into? Some kind of a liberal radio show? No, these are African countries that are looking around and finally saying, you have tremendous resources. How was that for an African accent? They are sitting on top of trillions of dollars of all kinds of natural resources. Many of them become very popular in this move towards everything green and electric. And they've been exploited for, well, probably centuries by Western powers, particularly uh, countries like Denmark and France and Belgium and, of course, the United States and Great Britain. And they are starting to throw the shackles off of these people. France kicked out of some of these countries. These African nations are starting to cozy up with Russia and China. There's a new kid in town. It's almost like a, a, new, a new big brother is out there that is willing to help some of these small countries that have had to just bend the knee to Western powers. Now, I'm not uh, any fan. I'm not happy that China is exerting their influence, but I get it. If you have been abused by the Western countries for centuries 
as they have essentially stolen your natural resources uh, and enslaved your people, overthrown governments, shipped weapons in, done all kinds of covert coups, installed dictators over you. When another couple of group like China, who's just throwing cash around to buy these people off, and Russia, who's forgiving debt there to try to get uh, allies in the area, I understand it. I know why they're going with them. So it's very interesting. Now, the West will not let them go without a fight. As I say, there's tremendous natural resources there, and that's the name of the elite game, isn't it? They don't care. The Western politicians don't care about African people or black people. But it's a hugely resource-rich continent, and they're not going to let it go anytime soon, not without a fight. So get ready. We've already seen uh, some troop movement to, uh, I believe, the Sudan recently. Somalia has been a hot point for a while. And it looks like things like Niger and a couple of these other smaller countries we don't normally talk about are also uh, in play right now. It's going to be very interesting. We may have more than one proxy war going on in the world. Uh, it looks like the eyes are set on uh on Africa now. I'm I'm cheering for them rising up and kicking off uh, the colonial oppressors from the Western countries. That does not make me a liberal. It makes me a freedom fighter. I want to see everybody free, and I don't want the elites plucking the feathers of African nations any more than I want them plucking the feathers of American and uh, all the citizens of the Western world they've been abusing for that long. When I come back, a little bit of COVID news. COVID is still breaking brains. Can you believe it? This far along. Uh, you'll see it in the grocery stores from time to time, right? You'll see some more masks. It is still breaking brains out there. I've got a funny, funny clip to play on that. And then, uh, then one health warning. I'm going to do a public service announcement here to uh, try to protect my listeners' health. We'll be right back. so dark you can't see the end. Skies cocked back. Shotgun which can't defend the rain then sends dripping. Acidic questions. Forcefully. The power suggestion. Then with the eyes shut. Looking through the rust and rotten dust. A small spot of light floods the floor. And pours over the rusted world and pretend. And the eyes ease open and it's dark again. From the top to the bottom. Right on the top I stop. At the core I forgot it. All right, final segment for today's show. I'm going to start with this. I mean, it's, it's funny, it's sad. COVID is still affecting people. You see them in the grocery stores. Some people are still wearing the mask. They just still refuse to, to understand this disease that is so easily understandable at this point. Uh, but this woman, who apparently has rarely left her home for three years now. Now, I'll set this video up, uh, and people might think I'm rude doing this. But she's morbidly obese. She's had three years to understand the fact that COVID, if she's as scared of it, affected the obese people worse than people that were in good health. Now, maybe she weighed 700 pounds. Now she appears to be down to around 300 pounds. But this is her plan uh, for health in 2023 summertime. I don't remember the last time I went to see a movie because I don't love going to the movie theater. But I'll tell you what, it pisses me off that I can't go see Barbie. I want to go see it, even if it is white feminism. I want to be able to go. So I'm doing a thing. And if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you can do a thing with me. Here's what it is. Next week, which is July 31st, August 1st, someday next week on a weekday, I am renting out a theater in Northwest Portland. The entire theater. The whole theater. Um, the theater seats 46 people, I think. We're only going to do 20 tickets. So me and 19 other people... That's it. Um, in addition to that, there will be one employee. So the entire building, the entire cinema 
is going to be one employee plus 20 attendees. That's it. Um, we are the only people in the building, and every single person, including that employee, is going to be wearing an N95 the entire time. The employee is going to put it on before they enter the building. They've been chosen specifically for this purpose. They seem to get it. Um, if you show up because you bought a ticket, I need to see a KN94 well-fitted or a 95 well-fitted or a P100. And if I see a baggy mask, I'm going to tell you to take it off and put on one that I hand you. I'm holding onto a bunch of masks. Choose the one you like best. Oh, my gosh. Do you realize how cruel it is? what the medical establishment did to people in this country. Now, this woman sounds like she might have had a proclivity to be a little cuckoo in the first place. But in 2023, these are the lengths she's going to because she's finally going to venture out of the house. As I tell you, the sad thing is, woman, you need to lose about 200 pounds and you could skate through life with very few concerns. Really seriously. Unbelievable. Here's the other thing that is... Uh, so interesting to me. This is the, and I'll get around to doing a show, the, the, the news around vaccines. I'm always kind of interested. I'll listen to uh, WYAB when I'm on the road. I hear Jameson still covering this like a soldier, like a trooper. But I still, I've just been gobbling up news. I've just got sheets and sheets of things that are really tragic that are going on. News and new studies on this vaccination program that really need to be covered. We can't let the greatest crime maybe in all of humanity, go and just fade off into the sunset. Some of us have to stick around and keep hammering at home. Uh, but the numbers of things that can cause heart attacks uh, in society now coming out in the media. I haven't even gone through this whole thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a thread that somebody put out, and this is from a Dr. Simone uh, Goddick. This was the uh, London Express heart attack, the shower habit that could precipitate a heart attack in the, quote, healthy. <laughs> yeah, a shower. Uh, of course, uh, number one, the weather. Both summer and winter temperatures, according to mainstream journalists, are to blame for the increased number of heart disease and blood clots recently. Uh, here's one headline. Cold snap could cause strokes and heart attacks. Doctors warn. Here's one. Your blood thickens and then clots when extreme heat comes in. Uh, we have a more recent one. Uh, number two, artificial sweeteners. According to this study, artificial sweeteners are responsible for an increased risk of heart attacks. That's interesting. Those things have been around for a long time. They haven't told us anything about that till recently. Of course, climate change. Climate change could hurt babies' hearts, study says. This is from CNN. Let's see the UK sun. Green fingers. Urgent warning to gardeners as soil, quote, increases risk of killer heart disease. <laughs> the, so the soil. Of course, we've had a medical establishment that's been telling you that the big orange ball in the sky is out to kill you for the past 30 years. Run from the sun. It's trying to kill us all. Uh, now they say the soil is giving people heart attacks. Now, here's a good one. Too much exercise can kill you, especially if you're a white man. Study finds 7.5 hours a week of fitness doubles your risk of heart disease. The UK mirror, being too happy. <laughs> being too happy could cause you to have a heart attack, scientists warn. Well, I got to tell you, with the way things are going right now, our risk is minimal there. 
Uh, here's one uh, from the London Express. Uh, blood clots, the popular breakfast food that could enhance the risk of blood clotting. CBS, soaring heart attacks due to lack of masking. Uh, New York Post, falling asleep with the TV on, could bring on early death. That's from a study there, sh- they're quoting. Uh, shaking the duvet too vigorously while making your bed can increase your chances of a heart attack. <laughs> Scientists warn. I'm saving lives with my show today. Uh, moms who give birth. This is from uh, the New York Post again. Moms who give birth in early 20s at higher risk of heart attack and stroke, study says. CNN, a mental illness in your 20s and 30s could mean a greater chance of heart attack and stroke. Another one from the Express, heart attack. How often you go to the toilet daily signals risk of, quote, future, unquote, heart attack. <laughs> I'm, only to number, I'm only to number 13, but I'm running out of time. Everything in the world causes heart attack, strokes, and blood clots, except for, yeah, you know what I mean. That's all the time I got. Have a great week. I'll see you next one. Bye-bye.